Welcome to The No Podcast with me, Nikki Spo. Okay, what is up, my beautiful souls? Welcome to another episode of The No. I am your hostess, Nikki Spo, and this is a space where we humbly admit that we do not, in fact, know everything. No room for know-it-alls here, but we are indeed on an endless pursuit to know ourselves and to tap into our deepest sense of inner knowing. So happy new year to everybody. I'm tapping in today, raspy voice and all. I just got back from Disney with my kids and I don't know if I was yelling more from excitement on the rides or if I was yelling because I needed my kids to calm down. Either way, we're here, I'm here and I wanna be here. I hope you wanna be here too. So we're talking about our deepest sense of inner knowing, right? Some call it intuition or purpose or a calling. I identify it as the knowing within myself, what my soul knows. And it's a spiritual experience for me. My knowing, mine, like mine personally is hard for me to put into words because words just don't seem to do it justice for me. But I believe that a small part of my own inner knowing is to share parts of my journey in order to help others feel a sense of community, of being seen and understood, and to bond with my listeners and other locals who I come across who share similar feelings or experiences, this desire to know and exist as fully as possible. I want to experience all that life has to offer me. And truthfully, I've experienced some awful lows in my life, experiences that crushed my soul and my self-worth. And I have climbed and clawed out of the depths of darkness because I have a deep desire to feel and live deeply and wholly, even in my darkest moments. My core desire has always been to live To give you a visual, I have been in the darkness to such a point that I literally would have to imagine myself in like a bear cave or like in a water well, like a well where you get water. And I would just pray and imagine myself clawing my way up and out of it into the sunlight. For me, I have always felt big, 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 huge feelings. It's part of my emotional makeup. And I used to feel really ashamed of this. And now I view it as a gift. Obviously, big feelings can be hard to control. And I've had to do a lot of hard work over the years to learn how to communicate my more difficult feelings effectively and in a a better, healthier way. And truly today, I am no longer ashamed of my capacity to feel deeply. I am actually tremendously grateful for it. Which brings me to today's topic, being attached to nothing but connected to everything. This concept is a version of the teachings of the late Wayne Dyer, who said, simply have a mind that is open to everything, but attached to nothing. Let it all come and go as it will. Enjoy it all, but never make your happiness or success dependent on an attachment to anything, any place, and particularly any person. Okay. That's Wayne Dyer, who, if you don't know, was an internationally renowned self-help author of over 40 books, 21 of which were New York Times bestsellers. So what does this mean to be attached to nothing, but connected to everything? Well, for starters, it's exactly what it sounds like. So let's just get some basic definitions going. Okay. So by definition, attached means joined, 
fastened or connected to something. This is interesting because connected is part of being attached, right? Connected by definition means brought together or into contact or association so that a real or notional link is established. So in a very preliminary sense, I understand that I can be attached and connected, but I can be connected without being attached. All right. Let me say that again. I can be attached and connected, but I can also be connected without being attached. And I believe this is a much healthier space to reside in. From my perspective and learnings throughout life, being attached is part emotional and part psychological, notwithstanding a perhaps more obvious physical attachment. I often associate my attachments with my reluctance to let go of it, whatever it may be. Okay. I'm going to say that again. I associate my attachments with my reluctance to let go of it, whatever it is. I find myself to be attached when I am reluctant or unwilling to let something go, usually out of fear that I may lose it, whether that's a relationship, whether it's money, whether it's a material thing, something that may hold sentimental value. These to me are things that I can be attached to. Connectivity is different. I can be connected to something and trust that even when I let go of it, it is still there accessible to me. I think of it sort of in the same way that I think about long life, lifelong friends who I don't talk to all the time, but I always know and trust that they're there. And whenever we talk, it's like no time has passed at all. I believe that the main difference between attachment and connection is defined by my ability to let go with ease and trust that whatever it is, is still and always will be available to me. With people, I used to tend to mostly have attachments, right? That's where my attachments used to be mostly. My parents, friends, spouse, and even children. I was and am still very attached in some ways. I do not want to let go, and my identity is heavily wrapped up in my association with them. Of course, I have attachments to things and ideas also, my trauma, my lifestyle, my story. I have been and still am in some ways attached to those, unable or unwilling to let go. Because to some extent, I feel defined by those things. Connected though, connected hits different. These things can come and go as they please. And I always trust that they are there. It's like my faith in God or my higher power. It's like my relationship with earth and my feelings. And now after much practice with my loved ones, I like to recall a story that was once shared with me by my good friend, Kevin Gillum, the story of good thing, bad thing, who knows? This is a well-known Sufi tale, and I'm going to do my best to tell the story. Just forgive me in advance if you know it and I mess it up. Okay, so here it goes. Once upon a time, an old farmer lived in a valley with his son, a handsome and dutiful youth. They lived a peaceful life despite a lack of material possessions, and they were very happy. One day, the old man borrowed money from the neighbors to buy a young and beautiful horse. 
The very same day he bought it, there was a huge storm. The frightened horse jumped the fence and escaped into the hills. The neighbors came to express their concern. Oh, that's too bad. How in the world are you going to work the fields now? And how are you going to ever repay us? The farmer shrugged his shoulders and replied, good thing, bad thing, who knows? A few days later, while walking in the forest to gather new ideas, the farmer bumped into his horse that was peacefully grazing the grass together with another eight fine horses. The farmer took them all brought them back to the stable and built a taller fence so that the horses could not escape. The neighbors again gathered around. Oh, how lucky you are. We thought you were destitute, but look at you now. You can do so much more work than ever before. And now you can repay us, they said. The farmer shrugged his shoulders and replied, good thing, bad thing, who knows? The next day, the farmer's son fell off one of the new horses and broke his leg. Such misfortune, said the neighbors. The leg healed crookedly and left the son with a permanent limp. The neighbors were concerned again. Now that he is incapacitated, he can't help you around it. He'll never find a fine wife. Oh, that's too bad. The farmer shrugged his shoulders, and as you can imagine, he said, Good thing, bad thing, who knows? Soon the news came that war had broken out, and all the young men were required to join the army. The villagers were sad because they knew that many of the young men would not come back. The farmer's son could not be drafted because of his broken leg. So the neighbors gathered and round and said, oh, how lucky you get to keep your only son. Of course, you can imagine again what the farmer said, good thing, bad thing, who knows? And the story goes on forever. So it makes me want to ask, what doors will start opening for us when we stop labeling what happens to us? Our experience of what happens to us is directly related to what label we put on it. Meaning, I may not feel bad about something unless I label that thing as bad. And the tricky part of this is that we label things as soon as they happen without much thought about it whatsoever. It's instinct, it's reactivity, it's human nature. This is why taking pause is so important and has directly to do with our sense of connectivity. Then it becomes important to ask ourselves, am I connected to this, experiencing it for what it is and willing to separate myself from it? Or am I attached to it, associating it and myself as one and the same? My goal for 2023 is to be attached to nothing, yet connected to everything. I still want to feel all the feels and experience all the experiences, but I want to be detached from all of it so that my, my soul may remain pure and through it all. Do I think that this is wholly realistic? No, I like I'm I'm I do consider myself to be a realistic person. No, but it is something that I do strive for. And what I strive for most is progress, not perfection. So, ladies and gents, thank you for tuning in to today's episode. I hope these stories have hit home for you. I hope it gives you a fresh perspective on the coming year and how to stay attached to nothing and connected to everything. I am wishing you all a happy, healthy, and prosperous new year filled with love and connectivity. Over now. Thank you so much for listening to The Know. 
If you loved this episode, go ahead and share it with a friend. Words are so powerful and someone may need to hear what we covered today. And if you really loved this episode, please take a moment to rate the show and leave a review. Your comments are so important and valued and they give other listeners insight on what to expect on The Know. You can connect with me personally via Instagram at Nikki Sap Spo and The Know with Nikki Spo. My hope for you today is that you are fearless in looking inward so that you can be your highest, most authentic self and go after the life of your dreams. Oh,